It's time for the 2023 Profit Approved Podcast with your hosts, Calvin Wright and JT Rowkey. It's here, the Profit Approved Podcast 2023 edition. It's finally here, the most anticipated podcast of really the football season, at least on this show. This is the show where we come on here, we plant our flags in our players, and if we're right, we get to victory lap all over the place. If we're wrong, you get to come hate on us. It's the Profit Approved. Uh, did you come up with a name yet, JT, for your Profit Approved players, or are they just Profit Approved JT version? I, I think I think that's, I, I think, like, I don't know, like, Profit Junior Approved, you know? Like, <laughs> the, the understudy approved, you, you know? like you're my son or something. <laughs> Prophet Junior. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, I did yeah, not. Travis, I spent. Had a child. Yeah, I. <laughs> I, uh, I spent more time hitting the books and uh, finding out people I think are just going to win you your fantasy leagues this season more than I could think of. Uh, I'm not good. I'm not good at coming up with witty like names like that. That's just not not in my skill set. So you know, you, you have what works. And what works works. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just jump on there with you. Well, we've got we've got we should talk about some news because you know preseason has happened. There have been some injuries, but we're gonna save it actually for later. The next show we can we can cry about Devon A. Chain together. <laughs> um, th- that is not today. Today is a fun, happy show. And really, how I usually run this in the past is just kind of hear the names. Here's your thirty second. What you need to know. So that when you go draft this coming weekend, you you have in the back of your mind, you get to your pick, you you freak out, and you go, wait, didn't this guy lead the league in this stat last year? Yeah, I think he did. Uh, yeah. So that's really what we're going to do. And uh, we've both got five different players that are officially profit approved. Um, and uh, we also have a lot of honorable mentions, guys that didn't make the cut, but were you know, targeting in every draft we were really high on. So just kind of giving some names there because, you know, you need more than five people on your team, especially um, need more than five, <laughs> especially two of mine are quarterbacks. So you're going to, yeah. Yeah. There um, you go. Well, I, I guess I'll kick it off with my first guy. And I think that this will not be a massive shock to anyone because of how highly I ranked him on the quarterback podcast. But we have Justin Herbert, everyone. Justin Herbert is officially profit approved. I talked about it. Look, he finished in 2021 as the quarterback two, threw for 5,000 yards, 38 touchdowns. Then last season, he and all his receivers got banged up. The average depth of uh, the average air yards per pass attempt ranked 32nd in the league. They didn't have that deep downfield threat. They bring in Kellen Moore, someone who helped Dak Prescott achieve a top five fantasy finish in 2019. And they draft Quinton Johnson, a prototype wide receiver, one big wide receiver. They draft him in the first round. All signs are pointing to a massive bounce back season for Justin Herbert. And I think that he goes for those that 5,000 yards, 40 touchdown MVP caliber season Right now, if you are drafting on a sleeper platform, he has an average draft pick of 
The 411, he's going at the end of the fourth round. So you don't have to spend this second or third round on him like you do with a guy like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. He's going where kind of these other quarterbacks who have shown a lot of potential that people are a little scared of, he's going with them. He's going with with Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. So I love Justin Herbert, officially profit-approved. And JT, take it away with your first guy. Yeah, I'm going to follow with quarterback. I just have to say real quick before we do this, um, a little harder for for me today. I spent all week, uh, weekend, I guess, just driving home these players that I really liked, only for you to send over your profit-approved guys, and half my guys were on that list. And I was like, oh, man, now I got to really back up some people. But like, I saw your list. I love everyone on your list. Um, so let's. I, I, hope, I hope you like mine just as much so i, I might I have to uh um, I, I will so i might have to maybe defend them a little bit more but i'm gonna go with quarterback someone that we talked about on friday show geno smith look geno smith we talked oh, yeah. about the battle between the regression that he might face versus what he has going for him this season of course last season was a really breakout season for Geno Smith, um, kind of getting a full year with a team that truly believes in him. And he was able to show us what he's got in the tank. And that's a lot. I don't think the Seahawks would sign him to a new contract this off season if they didn't believe in what he's doing up there. Um, so kind of the, the questions about him regressing, I've kind of, kind of changed my tune on that. I think Geno Smith is going to be um, just what he was last season and then you kind of have Jackson Smith and Jigba, the addition there, kind of giving him another great weapon, which, by the way, if you watched the preseason game last night, he looked phenomenal last night. You oh, bring yeah. in um, Zach Charbonnet, another rookie running back who, who has also looked really good. And then you upgrade the offensive line. Like, if anything, Geno Smith this season is going to give you maybe the safest floor uh, for any quarterback in fantasy football. And so that's why I'm backing him to, uh, you may not have the biggest upside, but if you're kind of just sitting there in your fifth or sixth round of your draft, and you're kind of just thinking, oh man, I'm starting to, uh, starting to miss on some of these quarterbacks. Just remember you have Geno Smith in your back pocket. I love it. 11th round on sleeper platforms. You don't need crazy upside when you get the consistency that he provides. I, I love that take. I I, 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 love, I love that one. <laughs> and it's, my next one is kind of the polar opposite because I'm going by my next quarterback. And when you love Gito Smith because he's this late round, really consistent, high ceiling, low floor guy, this guy is going a little earlier, but it's, in my eyes, <laughs> a complete different story. Anthony Richardson is officially profit approved. He has an incredibly low floor. You might want to drop him to the waiver wires after week six. However, I believe that over the back half of the season, he will be a top six, top seven fantasy option. Historically, quarterbacks who run the ball do well in fantasy football. We saw at the end of last season, Justin Fields, it it was a mess. And then they they get into that mid uh, to late part of the season and they restructure the offense. They start having these designed runs and suddenly he's one of the best fantasy football options. Jalen Hurts has been incredible for fantasy football. Josh Allen has been incredible for fantasy football. And you say, well, they're good passers. They weren't always good passers. They were good fantasy football options. 
because they ran. Then they learned how to throw. And if Anthony Richardson throws, it's an added bonus. But 908 is where he's being drafted in sleeper leagues. So pretty late. You don't have to spend this crazy early pick. And I know we sound like a broken record, but you can pair it with Geno Smith and get the the consistent high floor guy and wait for Anthony Richardson to break out. So I love Anthony Richardson. Whenever I've been drafting teams, doing mock drafts or real drafts even, I always find a way to get Richardson on my team because that upside for running quarterbacks, it doesn't just it doesn't just win you a week or two. It can genuinely win you your Super Bowl if you can find a rushing quarterback and not spend a third or fourth round pick on them. So Anthony Richardson, welcome to Team Profit Approved. Yeah, like you said uh, this past week, he's like he has the same rushing upside as like a Justin Fields, but maybe even might be a better passer than Justin Fields. So definitely could see kind of what we saw from Justin Fields last season uh, down the stretch in fantasy playoffs this season. Um, moving on here, I have a running back here who is my official. Uh, I'm I'm taking him in every single league, and I'm not even thinking about it. Um, and before I tell you who it is, I'm just going to give you his last eight games of last season. So the last eight games he played in, he scored, and this is in, um, I, I believe it's uh, either half PPR or full PPR. It's in PPR formats here. He scored 11, 23, 13, 21, 23, 18, 25, 14. Seems like a decent RB2, high-end RB2 to a low-end RB1, right? Let me tell, let me tell you that you can draft this running back this season in the late sixth to early seventh round and who I'm talking about. And now you're going to, now you're going to bring back. I'm, I'm listening. You're, I'm you're listening. Gonna, now, now you're going to have your biases come in because the running back I'm talking about is James Connor here. James Connor. <laughs> look at the reaction, right? Oh, James, James Connor, by the way, is not that old. He's 28. He's up there with Austin Eckler. He's up there with Christian McCaffrey. He is 28 years old, has the same injury or, age concerns as a lot of these guys. Um, but when James Conner played last season without Kyler Murray, he did just that. He finished as a top 10 running back in those last eight weeks of the season without Kyler Murray. And the Cardinals are looking pretty much to go into this season not with Kyler Murray to start the season. There are a lot of question marks on if when he will come at, come, be able to come back and play that means James Conner is going to be the focal point of this offense with an upgraded line, not crazy upgraded line, but drafting Paris Johnson Jr., kind of reworking that offensive line. Um, if James Conner was able to do that last season with that offensive line that he was running behind, and now it's a little bit of upgraded, I love the value that you can get James Conner right, right now. At the late 6th, early 7th, he's going to be a solid running back two and could even be a running back one with how much volume they're going to give him this year. The only downside is he has missed at least two games in the last three seasons. So you do have to bake that in that this guy does have a little bit of injury concerns, but if you're okay, taking that value hit there at six or seven uh, in the sixth or seventh round, knowing that he probably will miss about two games in a season, then James Conner is the running back for you. You know why I think you're right? It's because for the past two years, I've wanted no part in James Conner, and I, I've been wrong. And this year again, I look at James Conner, and I pass over him. 
I think I'm going to be wrong again. And I think I'm going to be sitting there week six going, why Why did I pass on this guy? <laughs> I there, mean, there he, was no reason except he for was just... T- he was top 12 last, last season yeah. in expected fantasy points per game with 15. He had 15 expected fantasy points per game last season on average. And this guy is no, going at the end of the sixth. Like, this is crazy to me. He's a crazy. boring player. He's not sexy. That's that's really why. He's very boring as a, <laughs> as a, as a running back. But if you draft boring players who are good at what they do, like you're 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 gonna not uh, hate yourself in the end for it. You don't always need sexy at the end of the sixth. Exactly. Well, let's do a similar little game. I'm gonna give you my next profit approved running back and tell you some of the, the the numbers over the last six games of the season. I'm not just giving six as kind of a random number. No, this is kind of when he got fully recovered from an injury. The snaps, they went up, and he was integrated back into the offense fully. Okay, over these last six games, he averaged 16.8 fantasy points per game. He was on pace for 294 attempts, 1,400 yards, 17 touchdowns, 5 yards a carry. All right, does does that sound good to you? Would you Sounds want like that? Would you want that on your team? One, like in all, all, right. all formats. Now, what if I told you he's being drafted 510, the end of the fifth round on Sleeper Leagues. Would that intrigue you? It definitely would. It I think it definitely what if would. I, what if I told you that Cam Akers is profit approved? I would agree with you because I think he's one of the guys that you probably stole from me. So yes, I'm I'm on board with you with Cam Akers this season. Cam Akers was drafted to be the RB1 for this Rams team. He suffered a ruptured Achilles. It wiped out two seasons of his his life. Uh, usually, it's pretty career-ending, honestly, especially for a running back. However, he recovered very quickly, and by the end of last season, the snaps, they started to go up. It was really week 13. He went from averaging about 20 snaps a game, or 20% of the snap share, to 30 and then week 13 it was 72 and and then 75 that's really what he averaged once he was there he was one of the most productive efficient running backs this team didn't bring in other running backs that's what gives me so much confidence a lot of times you you see a running back tear an acl um brace hall is a prime example they go get delvin cook this team was patient they waited for Cam Akers. At the end of last season, they said, let's make him the workhorse, see if his legs can handle it. They did. This offense is going to be better. He did this without Stafford and Cup playing at the end of the season. He was really the focal point. And, and sure, maybe he won't see as many carries each game. Is he going to get 23 carries every game? No. But if those carries go down and it's traded in for more red zone opportunities because the team is actually moving the ball down the field... In the end of the fifth round, capitalize on people being scared of Cam Akers and draft him. And Cam Akers, profit approved. And, and that's like really the point of it all, right? Like you should be wanting to target running backs who really don't have any competition. Like there are so many running backs going ahead of him, like a Ken Walker, like a Breeze Hall, that that have these very big, like a Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson now, that have these big question marks about how much uh, of their kind of snap share is going to get eaten up by other guys with guys like cam Akers and james connor they really have not brought anybody else in and are really two of the best players on not great teams so i i love that pick um also looking to if i cannot get james connor looking to grab cam Akers as well um moving on now to a wide receiver of mine 
um, who who I'm just stamping. I'm drafting him every single time when if he is there, sometimes even trying to reach for him if, if I have to. And this is a guy who you might think, well, duh, but if you're kind of in that that second round right there, and because obviously there is a lot of wide receivers there, but you're looking for, okay, which one is going to just I, I is going to be safe that I'm going to feel good about picking every single time. It's Amon Ross St. Brown. The guy is the only really major target on his team. They didn't bring in a lot of competition. Of course, Jamison Williams is suspended for the first six games. Also hurt with a hamstring injury. Not sure if that'll keep him out for longer than that. We'll have to see on that. But also they bring back Marvin Jones. They actually cut Denzel Mims. And then they have the two running backs in David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Last year, the Lions were top five in total offense with teams like the Chiefs, uh, Eagles, and Bills. And they only got better since last season. Like Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be fed by Jared Goff this season as they look to take a step forward. And as a guy you can get in the second round here, like we said, he may not be top five wide receiver this season, but he's going to be top 10 guaranteed. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, he's one, <clears throat> when you say yours over, I was like, thank goodness he had him on there. Cause <laughs> I like, I forgot about him, but I, I was, man, I, I've been watching like just so much random, like reruns of, of football lately. And he's, there was one play he had last season where he like hurdled the guy for a touchdown. He's fun to watch. Um, so I'm glad you Brown, included him. I love him. He was, he was stopped on the goal line. Eight times last season. That is eight times he was one yard away from another touchdown. Like, if like even if he gets like three of those, he probably becomes a top five wide receiver. So like, yeah, he's he's guaranteed in the top ten. Lock it, barring injury, of course, because obviously you cannot control that. But besides that, he's going to be a lock to be a top ten wide receiver. And that brings me to my first wide receiver. And it's Chris Olave. I think that pretty much everyone who has ever listened to this podcast or followed my TikTok or watched a, a YouTube video of mine knows that I love Chris Olave. Right now, he's going at the 303 on sleeper platform. So it's not this sleeper wide receiver. I think pretty much everyone's expecting a good season from him. But when you talk about what he was able to do with horrendous quarter back play, uh, he finished with over a thousand yards. The touchdowns they weren't high because his team wasn't wasn't scoring a lot, but over a thousand yards, a twenty six percent target share as a rookie. Um, he had two point four two routes per route yards per route ran, which is something that is a pretty good stat for like fantasy success. That means when they run around, they're going downfield, which that was the fifth best among all rookie wide receivers who've seen 50% 50 or more targets since 2011. The only guys above him, Odell Beckham, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. So he is a deep threat wide receiver who has gotten a deep threat quarterback. Andy Dalton was not that guy. Andy Dalton was one of the worst deep ball throwers. Jameis Winston when he was there, was a much better deep ball throwers. And, and Chris Olave showed us some of that ceiling. He had games where he finished top six. He had a game where he had 13 targets, which I'm not expecting. But Chris Olave is clearly the wide receiver one. I don't worry about Michael Thomas taking this offense over. Maybe he stays healthy and is just a decent piece. 
But this team has moved forward with Chris Olave being the one, especially deep down the field. And I think that Derek Carr, who has supported wide receivers and tight ends fantasy-wise, he chooses a guy to, to support last year, Devontae Adams, before that, Darren Waller, Michael Crabtree, Amari Cooper, those guys. He finds them the ball downfield, and they have succeeded in fantasy. And I think that this year, Chris Olave has a massive breakout season. You have to spend a decent pick. He's consensus ranked about 13 wide receiver. I think that you have top eight potential in Chris Olave. All righty. Moving on to another one of my wide receivers here, and this is going to be the hottest take. This is the one where I'm okay. I, I'm, I'm, all in. I'm putting my chips on the table. I'm either going to look really good or I'm going to get clowned for it. And that's, I'm finally, I, I am putting the faith in Jerry Judy this season. Last season, Jerry Judy had his best year, even though it was through all the mess of last season, he did have his best season that he's had in, in his career. If I told you he was 24, would you believe me? Like he is so young still. Um, like it, it, it's absolutely crazy. Like there is so much left in the tank for Jerry Judy last season. He finished the season with five uh, straight top 30 outings for wide receivers. So like he was getting involved once the Nathaniel Hackett offense was kind of uh, dead. Um, his best season um, to date, including top eight in both yards per target and running after the catch. He's a dude that if you put the ball in his hands, he's going to create plays and get extra yardage. And of course, I think the bigger question for Jerry Judy isn't that Jerry Judy is going to perform. It's can Russell Wilson even be a semi-decent quarterback? Like, And I think with, with Sean Payton, he gets better. Even if he becomes a game manager, and then Sean Payton turns Russell Wilson into this guy that's just kind of distributing the ball and not really making the big plays, Jerry Judy is going to be able to carry that workload. And of course, Tim Patrick going down KJ Hamler, yeah. not on the team. Th this wide receiver room gets a little bit smaller. Cortland Sutton, a little bit older. Jerry Judy is the wide receiver one on this team. And I'm backing him every single time. As we're noting with, with Sean Payton, the last couple seasons with Drew Brees on the Saints, he was not a playmaker. He was a game manager, just making, you know, slant boy with Michael Thomas. And for fantasy football, that was the best thing ever. So it doesn't need to be this crazy Russell Wilson magician stuff. I, I love it. Yeah, I mean, it oh, really is that. more on uh, Jerry Judy, or really more on Russell Wilson to just be a lot better this season. Like Jerry Judy just has the talent. It's if the quarterback can give it to him. All righty. Well, that brings us to my last profit approved player. This one, I, I feel weird. A lot of my guys in the past have been kind of later around, but Bijan Robinson gets the profit approved title. He's going really early in drafts, uh, end of the first round, usually um, 108 on sleeper platforms. So he's no sleeper. He's being drafted as the RB3. And I think he finishes as the RB3. But on a week-to-week -week basis, I think he has as much or more upside than anyone else in the NFL. I, When I think about B. John Robinson, I don't want to overcomplicate it. Incredible rushing talent. Great pass catcher. He's been used as a pass catcher, a receiver in training camp, all right? So, so two, two th three things going for him. He's on a team with an offensive line that was ranked 
the highest for run blocking by pro, uh, pro football focus last year. An offensive line that helped Tyler Algier, a much worse running back, rush for 1,000 yards. The quarterback is not going to be the focal point of this offense, but is someone who I believe will be good enough to not hurt Bijan Robinson. And the coach is someone who has fed a workhorse running back and had insane fantasy success from that running back pretty much his all his whole career as an offensive coordinator with Derrick Henry. Bijan Robinson, unless he gets injured, is going to be a top three running back. I don't see a world where he just busts because he he wasn't good enough. And people might think Tyler Algier gets some goal line carries. I'm fine with that. I don't care because I think if Tyler Algier is on the field as running back, Bijan will be used somewhere else on the field. And if you can find a running back like this, a rookie running back with this much hype, and get him at the end of the first round, that is something rare. Usually these guys are are the 102 or 103. Back Saquon's rookie year with that hype, you had to spend one of the first picks. But this year, people are going wide receiver heavy, and I think that Bijan Robinson at the 108, come back around, pair him with Nick Chubb, it's one of the best robust running back strategies that you've had a chance to utilize in the past three years of fantasy football. And for those reasons, Bijan Robinson is profit approved. So let me ask you real quick, what is the, what is the earliest pick in the first round you'd be willing to take Bijan Robinson from any spot? Like if you got to pick, pick Bijan Robinson, like what is the, what is the earliest pick you can justify him? 101. I'm going Justin Jefferson. 102. I would go McCaffrey. 103. I, I would be fine going with B. John Robinson. Um, and if you want to make a case that I should be scared of Christian McCaffrey because Brock Purdy's a little unproven and Elijah Mitchell was kind of a 50-50 timeshare and statistically better on the ground, and you can convince me that B. John Robinson should go 102 over McCaffrey, I wouldn't call you insane. And if I had a drink in me, I'd probably do it. <laughs> Okay, so so note to self, do not drink in the first round. Otherwise, you will be <laughs> persuaded to draft Bijan Robinson as the, at the 102. But yeah, I, I get yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I wouldn't like if in any draft, like if someone drafted Bijan Robinson at 103, I would say, man, I wish I had I, I wish I had the stone cold uh, stones to, 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 to do that. <laughs> I respect you and I, I don't hate it at all. Yeah. yeah. My last guy here. This is going to be one that is just kind of out there, but he is he has been my guy through and through. Ever since I've started working in this industry, ever since I've started covering the Tennessee Titans here in, in Nashville where where I currently live, um Chigakonkwo, he is something special. I'm I'm not even going to I'm not going to go down the stats because we all know that Chigakonkwo last season was one of the most efficient tight ends uh in the league kind of up there with with the Travis Kelsey's and the George Kittles of the world in yards after the catch in the efficiency per his targets this season Chigakonkwo really does have the ability to be a top 10 tight end um this season I'm not saying that you should draft Chigakonkwo as your only tight end this season but if you're looking for some insurance because the the kind of the position is so crazy and so volatile. Chigakonkwo is probably one of the best guys to have that top 10 upside in the later rounds. Currently going, I think, between rounds 
maybe 14 to 16 in a lot of drafts right now. Like this dude could easily be the the tight end eight with the kind of work that he's going to get this season. Traylon Burks being hurt also helps his case. This dude, if you put the ball in his hands, he's going to make plays. He's going to get yards after the catch. He's fully approved by me. I'm drafting him in every single draft I can. 11th round. So you've got round. two okay. guys in the 11th round so, that are that are yes. approved. Um, definitely like a guy that if you like are not sure, like you take like a Darren Waller or you take someone who has had injury troubles in the past and you're like, man, I really want a guy who I can still plug in there and look to get 10 to 14 points a week and not have to like pray to God that Jawan Jennings like catches a touchdown that week or something. <laughs> like Chigakonkwo is going to get the work. He's going to get what's owed to him. Um, and definitely I'm backing him all the way. Okay. I, not that I ever talk about Madden on this show. Have you played with Juwan Jennings like on uh, in Madden? He's really weirdly good. You should really? try it sometime. Should I? Yeah, he's, okay. he's, I don't know. Do you remember Justin Ross in, in Madden? Like, yeah. If you were a demand franchise, you could just, just beat everyone. It's, it's almost like that. I don't know why they made Juwan Jennings. I don't know what dirt he has <laughs> on the developers, but to anyone who plays Madden, try it out. Um, well, that wraps up the full-on approved guys. And like I said at the beginning, we have some honorable mentions, but I'm I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to do something insane since it's the profit approved episode. There's one guy on my honorable mentions who he's on the honorable mention list, but in my mind and in my heart is approved and I'm moving him. It's illegal. I can do what I want, though. Um, and it's Jimmy or Gibbs. I put him on honorable mentions, and right now I'm I'm changing it. I'm giving him the approval. I I have drafted him in every mock draft I I've done pretty much. I think that David Montgomery is being overhyped. He is such a not breakaway runner. Three breakaway runs last year, ranked 55th at the running back position, 3.9 yards per carry, 50th. Uh, he's just not an explosive running back, and Gibbs is so explosive. He's going to be utilized as pass catcher. They invested a first-round pick in him. Jamison Williams is suspended. He's going in the middle of the third round on sleeper leagues. I love Jameer Gibbs, and here's why I feel fine breaking my rule of five profit-approved players this year, because I need the Travis Etienne redemption, and I need Jameer Gibbs to be what I hoped Travis Etienne would be. And I think that all those things I loved about Etienne jameer gibbs has but i think the coaching staff has the confidence in him and there isn't that injury history uh and i'll let you approve one more but i was gonna uh, say, gibbs, I, was gonna say I, have if, to, if, I have to i have to if you're gonna do it yes might you, as get, well. another. I'll, I'll you get another you get another um, yeah the crazy show this today <laughs> <laughs> uh james cook james cook oh, i'm officially yes. um approving here Listen, last season, he led the league in percentage of runs to go for 15 or more yards. Like, the dude is just lightning in a bottle waiting to explode. And all signs are pointing to this kind of Buffalo team wanting to protect Josh Allen a lot more and run the ball. We, we've kind of, I like, it's kind of like a Damian, uh, Damian Pierce kind of vibe last season that I got. Like, you saw him in the first game kind of being used as like with the starters and he looked really impressive and everybody was like Damian Pierce got to draft him we saw that last week with James Cook like James Cook came in and looked really really impressive last week Mm -hmm. and is getting that starter treatment 
James Cook is a guy that I'm targeting every single draft. Like I love the upside, both in his ability to create explosive plays, but also in how much receiving work he might get. I love it. I'm so glad that's the one you chose. Um, if you had if you had approved Tank Bigsby, I would <laughs> cut you all out of this right now. You would be he's dead he's, to me. He's not on my profit approve. I couldn't do that to you. I couldn't. <laughs> although I am, he's so good though. He's so I'm good, it, man. Every time I see one of those highlights on Twitter, I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's, he's it, so good. I'm so excited for him this season. He's gonna cook. It's gonna be a really good tandem. It it really will be but i want to point out one thing with james cook so one of my favorite stats for these kind of explosive running backs is the breakaway run rate not breakaway runs because james cook wasn't a bell cow or anything but 12.1 percent of his runs were breakaway runs those are runs over 20 yards i i believe is the stat either 15 or 20 yards either ways it was the number one breakaway run rate for every running back and he ranked third in yards per touch second in true yards per carry he like he was second so in he was second in the league for percentage of his runs to go for 20 uh plus yards he's sandwiched right now between last season between rashad penny and tony pollard two electric running backs last season but of course rashad penny before he got hurt like no one doubted like this dude can run um and he's with tony pollard another guy who's big playability i think james cook is really looking to explode this season I love it. Now let's do just some rapid fire honorable mentions. These are guys who they didn't make the approved because there's some question marks, maybe some some more doubt. Maybe we weren't comfortable with the ADP. Oh, well, you know, they're great. I love them. But at that ADP, there's someone else I like. But these are people that we're very confident in and recommend drafting. I'm just going to go. Let, let's just do it one for one. Sure. Maybe a sentence or two about reasoning. Number one for me, Deshaun Watson. He was a top five quarterback with Houston. He took the pretty much two years off for reasons. Um, he <laughs> is going in the middle of the eighth round, which I think is a good pick for a quarterback with that sort of upside. I think it's one of the most talented teams he's been on with Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb. And I think Deshaun Watson is going to have a great bounce back season. Yeah, one here for me, a wide receiver in Zay Flowers, a rookie this season, um, mostly because I think he is the guy on this Baltimore receiving core outside of Mark Andrews to target. Don't fall for the sexy name of Rashad Bateman or Odell Beckham, these kind of veteran guys. Zay Flowers has a lot of potential. He's a lot of talent, and I think he could easily find himself being Lamar's favorite target this season. All right. At the 505, middle of the fifth round, I got J.K. Dobbins. Over the last four weeks, that's when he was healthy. He was on pace for 1,600 yards, seven yards a carry, 4.3 touchdowns. He was one of the most efficient running backs in the NFL. I think that he is going to have a massive bounce back season. He's now two years removed from that ACL. Really, the reason that he's not profit approved is because I just have a lot of questions about this offense with a new offensive coordinator, and he doesn't have receiving uh, potential, really. He's not going to be... Uh, with the really safe floor in PPR league. So for those reasons, he's not approved. But I think he's a really efficient running back in the fifth round. I love him. Yeah, another running back for me, kind of seemingly we really like all of these mid uh, to kind of later round running backs this season. Miles Sanders, I don't get why everyone is so down on Miles mm -hmm. Sanders this year, was fifth in rushing yards in the entire league last season. He's on a team right now with Bryce Young, who really does lacks a lot of weapons, especially on the outside. I think they're going to 
force Miles Sanders the ball a lot. And I think there's really a lot of potential that Miles Sanders could see the most receptions that he's ever seen in his career this season. I love it. There is no one else there, really. He's going to be a volume machine. All right, I've got Jahan Dotson currently going in the eighth round on sleeper leagues. I've talked a lot about it over the last half uh, or the last, uh, what is it, six weeks of the season once he was back. His 16 game or 18 game, I guess, now pace was identical in yardage and touchdowns and targets. It was identical to Terry McLaurin's. I have said before this quote, I am fine taking a gamble on Sam Howell and this commander's offense, just not in the fifth round where Terry McLaurin is. I want my share to be in Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver 1B, not 2, I think as a 1B situation. I love Dotson in that eighth round. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you right there. I think ever since they named Sam Howell the starting quarterback, I think they're confident in him. This is an offense that can probably support both of them. But, I mean, might as well just get the wide receiver 1B on this team at like a steep uh, round discount. So I like Jahan Dotson there. My final guy here, um, I had uh, Darren Waller, another tight end. If you're looking to kind of wait on the tight end run, it, the only reason why he's not is because just he has had a really tough injury history. But like if you told me Darren Waller is going to play every single game this season, like I don't see why he couldn't be the tight end one this season and kind of come out of nowhere. That connection that he has with Daniel Jones looks really good. There's no other wide receiver on this team. That's like above six, two, they're all slot receivers. Like he is going to get a lot of targets this season. Um, so I'm really excited for him. It's just the injuries that concern me. All right. And my final honorable mention goes to one of the wide receivers for your profit approved quarterback. And it's Tyler Lockett. Look, People have kind of been writing off Tyler Lockett for several seasons. It seems like people get excited about DK Metcalf. But here we are with Tyler Lockett currently going. Oh, where is it? I have to scroll so far to even find it. 6'11", the end of the sixth round, almost seventh round on sleeper platforms, as the wide receiver 29. I Would you be surprised if I told you that he finished last season as the wide receiver 13? No, not and at is all. Now being love, drafted, but is now being drafted as the 29. What change they bring in JSN? Does that just mean Tyler Lockett falls apart and DK Metcalf doesn't? No. Tyler Lockett is going to outperform the ADP. He's going to be top 20. He's just, people don't like it. It's like Amari Cooper. We're sick and tired of him being good. We want something new. Is it crazy but to he's say that be Tyler Lockett might be the wide receiver one in the Seattle Seahawks offense? He may be the 1A. I would 1A. be shocked. Like, he's... It, it Geno Smith was like the most. What Tyler the most, Lockett I, may have had his most efficient year in the NFL last year. Like yeah, he may have and he's had not taking the hits. And he, yeah, he is. He is a immediately go to the ground king. He's not a yards after yeah. the catch king, but he is a. He gets all the receptions. Um, I love that one. No, he Geno was one of the most accurate quarterbacks, depending on the metric you use. And yeah, I, I love Lockett. So I think we're on the same page with a lot of these guys. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you choose one player here in a second. Okay. I'm gonna pull up my ADPs and I'm gonna find a wide receiver going outside the top 10 rounds. And okay. I want you to choose who, who you take. Okay. Romeo Dobbs, Darnell Mooney, or Rashi Rice. So you got 
a lot of upside, maybe, but these guys are all going to the 12th or 13th round. I just want to hear your thoughts. Rasheed Rice, every single time. Okay. And I'm not and I'm not uh, thinking about it. Rasheed Rice may, in fact, break this. And of course, at the disc at the late round, it really is a flyer. But like just the vibes that I'm getting right now from Chiefs camp, um, the Chiefs are not slow playing Rasheed Rice as a rookie wide receiver. He really has the ability maybe um, this season to be the wide receiver one for the Kansas City Chiefs. And in any case, I will take anybody who who has a command of Patrick Mahomes uh, throws. Yeah, being being that I have a target share for the quarterback six this year will be really nice. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. Uh, okay. Would, would you call him your profit proof scrub wide receiver? Sure. Is that fair? Yes. I will. Yeah. <laughs> fine. He is the. He is. He is my. He's my. He's like that. I don't know. Have you ever? There's a. He's like the animated movie that you find at that mom and pop bargain bin, uh, like <laughs> discount DVD bin. Like you scroll through, there's like, oh, I gotta find it. Um, have you ever heard of the? Uh, there's like an animated movie about birds who are turned into like soldiers. Is and, it Chicken Little? No, or Chicken Run. Chicken Run. Not Chicken Run. Oh, I gotta find oh. this. You should vamp. Is it for one of the weird claymation so things? Uh, you should vamp real quick so I can find this movie. Okay. Um. So with with uh with oh I went blank. Oh my god. With Travis <laughs> Etienne, look, they say sixteen hundred yards. I think it's more eighteen hundred. Okay. Okay. Thank you for saving that. Rasheed Rice is like the valiant of of bargain oh, bin yes. uh animation movies like it's pretty good like <laughs> like if you go back and watch it it's on disney plus you should watch it highly recommend um is but he your guy that like oh sorry what i i just like rishi rice like for that kind of flyer like in those rounds where like there's guys like odell beckham's on the board or like <laughs> I, I don't know like wide receiver three for the for the Adam like, Thielen. like Gabe Davis or something like Gabe Davis probably isn't that yeah. low. But like when you're thinking about those guys like Rasheed Rice, all signs in camp are pointing to like this guy is really good. I went and saw yeah. him at the NFL Combine, uh, scouted him a lot. He was in my top 10 wide receivers being drafted uh, this this past draft. Um, he, he looks like he could have a very real shot to be that second uh, target behind Travis Kelsey. Um, and I want to buy into any of that. You know who I'm finding that I'm like picking up in leagues? Like after you do your draft, you drop a few random players. You're like, there's no upside. I pick up a lot. Is Jalen Hyatt. He had a good preseason game too. Um, do you like Hyatt or so, Rice? They're both kind of this fast. I'm, I'm still guy. I'm still taking Rasheed Rice um, okay. most of the time. I think that there's a lot more competition in New York, especially since mm-hmm. they're all kind of the similar kind of body of player. Like everyone, like Darius Slayton, uh, Jalen Hyatt, um, Wandale Robinson, uh, missing another one, R- random slot guy number 17. Like they, they are all kind of the same player. Um, Jalen Hyatt was a guy that I also scouted in the, in the kind of during the draft process that I thought was really promising. Um, He's he's kind of right now a one trick pony in that he runs a couple routes really well and he's really fast and so like on those on those routes he's going to make a defender miss and he could very well have like a sixty yard touchdown one week but then the next week he's going to get maybe a target or two like he could he find 
his way into like a sizable role this season. Probably like the, the, these, this wide receiver room kind of is bad um, for the, for the New York giants outside of Darren mm-hmm. Waller. Um, so, but like he has a lot to prove. Like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Rasheed Rice is maybe a little bit more of a known commodity uh, than yeah. what Jalen Hyatt has right now. It's going to be like owning Robbie Anderson in the Sam Darnold days. Every time you start <laughs> yeah, in the exactly, Birds, you, and then exactly, the one time, yeah. the one time he's on your bench. Yep. Six I, year, I, yeah. I totally, I totally feel the same way. Alrighty. Well, that wraps up the most anticipated episode of the profit fantasy football show, the profit approved players. These are guys that, you have full liberty to come uh, come to my house and harass me if these guys bust. And JT, why don't you share your address with the listeners so they can know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back with some... Well, I don't know what we'll do next. We did the rankings. We'll do something fun. Maybe some... Uh, our favorite, like, kickers. I don't know. Hey, uh, we're I, also gotta, gonna I, be- I love kickers, yeah. <laughs> Harrison Bucker 101. No, we're going to do the live draft too of the yes, listener league. Which by the so, way, it is live. So get your uh get your I guess submissions, I guess through your chalkboard, yes. correct? Um I think we still have a, a decent amount of spots open. Spots. Um maybe 8 or 9 or so I think that are still open at when you when you made it today. Um so definitely head over to your chalkboard uh through your link tree or whatever so that we can start those and once we get that filled up, remember uh, our new trademark profit, the, the the profit grim reaper leaf will be soon after that. So excited for that as well. Uh, I'm trying to think. Was there anything else? Oh, I'll just warn you right now. If one of your approved players blows up this season, you are gonna want to buy like their jersey, their shirts, everything for life. You'll want it tattooed on you. It feels it feels good. <laughs> it feels just saying, good, yeah. And yeah. the gratification, uh, I'm excited for it. So I'm hoping all of them do because I feel good about all of them. I should have done Deshaun Watson because then the jersey it's on clearance still because the issues. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>